You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist in New York for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year. Drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. The winningest quarterback in Alabama history with the record of 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is University of Alabama professor Lars Anderson, who is also a New York Times best-selling author and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome in. It is the Thursday edition. we got a great show lined up for you. We're going to start out with Charles Barkley here right off the top. And also Jeff Fisher is going to join us at 12.15. And we had a lot of hot topics between Jimbo Fisher and uh, also Nick Saban. The word narcissist came out. Uh, a God thing. Well, we're going to get into all that. And uh, it was the talk of Starbucks, guys. I was in there. Everybody's the, the Bartista. What do you call them? The uh, baristas. Baristas. I almost call them Bartistas, but that's be something else. <laughs> the baristas. Uh, we know where you really exactly. were. Exactly. <laughs> At Starbucks. But that's all they wanted to talk about. Tell me about the story. What's going on? I thought they were friends. All this kind of 25 stuff. 25 years of covering college yeah. football. Never seen a press conference like Jimbo Fisher no, gave this it was, morning. It is crazy. All right. Let's get to uh, our guest uh, right out of the gate. And always a pleasure to have him on. And uh, Redmont Vodka Man. And he'll be a part of our buddy uh, Robbie Glenn's. Uh, tournament striker strong. We'll start the morning out. Uh, Redmont will be a part of that. So uh, always doing great things to the community. We appreciate Charles Barkley joining us. Charles, how are you? Are you still out in San Fran? Yeah, man. We got one more game tomorrow. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Say, you got too much money, man. Like you go into places that have baristas. Uh, most people just go. Those are called those are called waitresses in uh, like in other people they call them waitresses. You go on, you shop at that place where they call them baristas. You got a lot of money, brother. <laughs> it's not much. They're all they're gift cards that people have given me. <laughs> I'll be able to shop there. So, talk about last week and being able to get back to Birmingham. I know you're back here a bunch, and uh, but what that's like to come back and be a part of Regents each year. Well, you know, I think everybody know what Lee's and what Birmingham means to me. It's, it's pretty hectic, you know, because I get off work at two in the morning. And uh, I get back to my hotel probably, you know, close to 3. And it pick, I had to get up at 6. I have a 7 o'clock flight to Birmingham because I want to support anything that Birmingham and Leeds does. And then I have to – first of all, it was hot as hell there. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but then I have to rush back. I have to rush back and be on television that night. So, man, and I, I was dying about 1 o'clock in the morning – uh, I was like, yo, man, I really need to get in the bed. I was dying. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I got a chance to play with, to see the great Bo Jackson, play with Taylor Hicks, uh, Dale Murphy, uh, and John Daly. But, and the crowds were great. I know my Auburn people going to come out and support, support me. So I'm glad I did it. Uh, thanks to everybody for coming out. 
Charles, you have such a great rapport with Shaq on air. Uh, did that just come naturally? Uh, it, it is so. It's like you guys are a, a comic team going back and forth of, with one another. Did that um, just occur sort of organically? A hundred percent. It took me like one day to realize he has got thin skin, like Flat Stanley. And the, the worst thing you probably can do for me, <laughs> the worst thing you probably can do for me is realize that when you when you can when you can give it but can't take it. And that's just fodder for me. And I know he's got thin skin. And when I get him going, I just throw gasoline on the fire. And there's nothing more fun than getting him rattled. I know when I get him rattled because he just uh, uh, he just starts stuttering and starts talking about uh, championship. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, because that's his only ace in the hole. Get the ball to the big and man. What, yeah. So when I get so when I. Get him going, man. It is nothing better for me. Kenny loves it, and Ernie loves it when I get him all rattled and everything. Mm. Hey, Charles, a blast from your past. It's Matt Coulter. How you been? What's up, Matty? How you doing, brother? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I tried to retire. I just couldn't get away from it. And that leads me to my question for you. You're going to step away from the TV. Is that for real, or would you come back if they threw Brady money at you? Well, if I don't have Brady money right now, I'm not going to have it. I must be the biggest idiot in the world. You know, I played in the NBA for 16 years, and I've been on television for 21 years. If I don't have enough money by now, I'm the biggest idiot in the world. You know, Matt, for me, uh, first of all, I love my job. I like it a lot. But I got two years left. I'll be 61. I can't believe I'm 60 years old. Is that crazy or what? And I'm smarter... Yeah, and I'm smart enough to know that I'm on the back nine of life. You know, uh, I'm not worried about death. Whatever happens, happens. But, like, I know I'm closer to death than being alive. So do I want to work my last few years, or do I want to play golf and fish and travel the world? I'm going to go with B. I'm going to play golf and fish and travel the world. Uh, Man, I've had a great run. Everybody's been amazing to me. I've had a great life. But I just, like... Okay, you'll be 61. Do you want to work after that? And right now, like I said, could I change my mind? Of course I could change my mind. But, like, I don't feel the need to work to the day I die. I mean, I just think that's that's stupid. And, uh, that's just stupid to me. You want, Especially, I've, I think I got enough money. I've had an amazing run. But, like, I want to enjoy what I accomplished. I want to go play fish and uh, go play golf and fish. I want to travel around the world. So for me, yeah, to answer your question is, yeah, in a couple of years, I'm, I got two years left on my deal. I'm going to try to honor that, and that's it. Charles Barkley, our guest. I know you all recognize his voice and uh, Birmingham, Alabama native. But uh, staying on this topic, how do you think Tom Brady will do as a broadcaster? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I don't know. First of all, I will say this. Tom Brady... Uh, Wayne Gretzky, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, the three coolest, greatest, nicest celebrity who guys I consider great at what they do. They're three of the nicest people you're ever going to meet. I got a lot of love and respect for Tom. I've been around him not a ton, but the times I've been around him, he's the nicest guy you're going to meet. But as a guy who on television, so we have two networks. 
we have obviously NBA uh, TNT, but we have, we run NBA television, and so we're in across the hall from each other, and we have guys. So they're on seven nights a week, and normally I only. So now I've been with them for like the last five weeks in the NBA, and man, there are guys. And we, this is going back my entire TV career. There are guys we bring in all the time who we think gonna be great on television, and they suck. And there are guys we think gonna suck on television, and they're great. And some people just get nervous and like overreact and don't like try to have a normal conversation. And some guys just let it go. So I don't know how Tom is going to do. Because, uh, like I say, you can never predict how somebody's going to do on television. And I'm pretty sure you guys been around. Uh, it's like, uh, Matty, you've been in television forever. And, Jay, you I know you have been around players who are great in practice, who are kicking ass, and once the bright lights come on, they panic and got no clue what's happening on the field. I've, I've, in my in my 16 years exactly. in the NBA and and uh, three years in college, and I've seen guys. I'm like, man, this guy gonna be great. And then when they put people in the gym, they freeze up. Oh my god! You're like, what the hell? And I've seen it in pro sports a lot. I've seen it on television a lot. But like I said, you guys been around, man. I know you see people on television. You're like. Oh, that person's going to be great on television, and they stop. Yeah, but you sure as hell weren't one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, I, you know, let me tell you this, because I I figured out something a long time ago. We're just talking about basketball. We are not trying to solve the Russia-Ukraine thing. We're not trying to solve inflation. I just try to have fun on television. When these guys get in trouble, they act like we're trying to solve trigonometry and calculus problems instead of like, yo man, we're just talking about basketball. Just relax and talk about basketball. But like I say, you never know what's going to happen. Like some of these guys, they get on TV and they like X and O you to death. I'm like, yo man, people don't know what the hell that means. Just try to just try to have fun on television. And, that, and that's, that's always, like I said the same thing before every show. Guys, let's have fun. We're talking about stupid basketball. I tell the guys the same thing before every show. We're talking about stupid basketball. We're not trying to solve the world issues here. And that's the way I go to work. I mean, I, I am. I'm talking about stupid basketball. That's all I'm doing. Charles, do you ever stop and think when Sonny Smith and Wimp Sanderson were trying to get you from Leeds and Sonny was telling you this and Wimp was it? Do you ever think you'd be sitting where you are right now? I, I will say this. You told my wife in something at your at your sweet mother's funeral that you won the lottery. Don't blank it up. Uh, well, you sure yeah. hadn't, man. You have taken advantage of every single turn. Well, I, I, I'm on a 21 years TV, 16 years in the NBA. I might go my whole life without working, and I don't want to screw this thing up. I, hey, I, I'm, a, I'm the luckiest dude in the world. I mean – I am. Listen, uh, I can't. When I growing up in Leeds, uh, I love my hometown and living in the projects. And you know, your mom's a maid and your grandmother's are working in the uh, in the in the meat packing factory. And man, I look at my life every now and then because you know there's always something going on. I get like, man, like especially when I go back to Leeds, I look at the two projects we lived in before I built my mom and granny a house. 
I looked at the two projects we used to live in, and you know, and what really sucks, like two of my brothers have passed away, my mo- my mother, my grandmother, and my dad. You know, so most these so some now I got to appreciate like wow. What an amazing life I had. And I wish my mother, my mother, my dad, and my two brothers could be here, but they're not. So uh, every now and then I'll be like, man, what an amazing journey. Uh, and uh, it's been crazy, though. I mean, growing up, <laughs> at least thinking to where I am today, it's just been amazing and crazy. Uh, you know, I, you know, it's so funny. I, I do. I, I when I talk about death, I'm like, hey, man, just give me five minutes to say thank you. I might not even need five minutes because, you know, you think about growing up in Leeds, made the great decision to go to Auburn and then go to the 76 and bless the place 16 years and now 21 on television. I'm like, damn, man, I had it good. <laughs> Charles, when you come back to Birmingham, what do you like to do? And uh, Antonio Langham is a huge friend of the show. He's he's on with us a, a lot. Uh, do you have a good Langham story of hanging out with him? He is one of my good friends. He's somebody I really admire and respect. Uh, he's just a great guy. You know, it's really funny. I, my friends make fun of me because when I'm in Birmingham, I go to Fleming's every night. Because I just I, I know all the people there, and I just they do a great job. There's some other good restaurants in Birmingham, obviously, but anytime I'm in Leeds, uh, we go to Fleming's every night, and uh, I'm a member out of Greystone, so I try to play as much golf as possible. Uh, uh, my financial people, uh, Glenn and Scott Guthrie, they're still in Birmingham. You know, Glenn and Scott have done a fabulous job with my money. So I, I'm actually, I, I try to see them, and, and actually Scott's wife, Christy, kind of handles my everyday life. Or as I tell her, your only job is to keep people away from me. Because uh, cause people, <laughs> people got all this, because people got all this idea for my time. And and uh, I said, and I always tell them, like, everybody thinks their charity is important, and it is, but it's important to them. It's not important to me because, People want me to. You could actually, you could actually do something every single day out of all the stuff you get. People act like they're the only one asking you to do stuff. I like, you know, I do get about thirty requests a week to do crap for other people, and I do have a life. I want to have stuff. I want to have a life myself. So I know your charity is important, but it's not important to me. I can't do everything for everybody. And and like I say, I know a lot of people got a lot of great stuff out there, but I'm only one person, and I just can't do everybody's crap. Well, Charles, next time you're over here, we expect a call and an invite <laughs> to Fleming's. And I gotta I gotta get you to start on that Redmont now. Have you got a Kentucky whiskey you're gonna start brewing just for your old buddy? Well, I just want to say this number one. I want to thank Alabama people for supporting Redmond and Vulcan Gin. And I tell you what, you know, you, you're the kind of guy, you, you, you like Kenny Smith, you know exactly when it's time to go to the bathroom when the check is coming. <laughs> uh, listen, I, that's probably true, but I, I shouldn't say this either. I've never seen you let anybody pick one up, to be very, very honest with you. And I've seen you pick well, up I, checks for people 
they weren't they weren't even expecting it. Well, I never let people buy me stuff because I, I'm so lucky and blessed. I don't don't buy me stuff. Let me buy you stuff. That's what I tell people. But man, I appreciate that compliment. Well, you're a good man, Charles. Yeah, we didn't talk much NBA. So, uh, who do you think is going to win it all? Uh, I, I think the Warriors <laughs> are the favorite. I think the Warriors are the favorite. Yeah, but like I say, I got I picked the Mavs and I picked the Celtics. So I'm over two after Game One. <laughs> hey man always great to talk to you when you're back in birmingham we'd love to take you to dinner and we'll buy all right no doubt about hey guys, it no, you uh, hey guys. No, you thanks, yeah. thanks for having me on the show and i know this is Most bad definitely. news to y'all war damn eagle <laughs> i love it i love it charles thank you my man thank you charles charles barkley joining us tnt great basketball player great man as well he was so good to my kids back when they were younger i told you that story mom hours Walked over, spent time with them for about 20, 30 minutes, and uh, they just could not believe how big this human was, you know, that walked up. But And I wanted to ask him this question. I think it's interesting, and we got to get to Jeff Fisher, but color analyst or just analyst? Like, to me, I'd rather be an analyst than a color analyst. I, don't, I think he would. that's where he fits. Him and Shaq going back and forth instead of just being like a color uh, analyst guy type guy, you know. But um, what, great a gr- stuff. what a great representative of the state. Mm-hmm. And he always talks about how much he loves Alabama. Yes, he does. Jeff Fisher coming up next. USFL. We'll talk about it with the uh, former coach of the Titans. And uh, a lot uh, to discuss with him with a new league here in Birmingham and uh, what he's got going on. Look forward to it. Jeff Fisher coming up. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Just like summertime this afternoon, the sky mostly sunny, the high 96. Tonight fair with the low at 71. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 95. Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms, the high at 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 85 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in, and uh, really a pleasure to welcome in our next guest, USFL Michigan Panthers head coach, Jeff Fisher. Coach Fisher uh, was actually a coach of one of my former radio teammates, Al Del Greco. They spent a lot of time together. Al Del Greco speaks and has spoken so highly of Coach Fisher for so many, many years. But uh, great to have him in Birmingham be a part of the USFL. But welcome in to the Jay Barker Show with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. We really appreciate you being with us. My pleasure, guys. Uh, appreciate the intro, and how how you guys doing? Man, doing Good. well. How's Birmingham treated you so far? We've we've had a blast. It's it's gone by real fast. Uh, it seems like yesterday when we you know we came in and uh, we saw the sites and we got organized and had our first round of player selections, and you know that was back in March and. Um, and all here we are now, uh, as we speak, I'm trying to dodge this heat wave we have and try to protect the players a little mm-hmm. bit on the practice field, but things have been great. Uh, Birmingham's, uh, welcomed the league with open arms and uh, it's been a lot of fun. 
Coach, you've had such a long and successful career. Why, why did you decide to get involved with the uh, USFL? You know, I get it really for um, yeah, the same reasons. They vary a little bit. One is I, uh, I, I really wanted to help uh, not only players, uh, but young coaches. And uh, I, I don't, I don't need this. You know, I'm very, very blessed. And but I love the game, and I'm in that kind of in a position where you know I'm giving back now. And so it's helping these younger players to try to realize that dream, maybe get one more opportunity. That's most of them, and then there's a few percentage of them that just love playing football. And and, and the same is true with the coaches. I, I hired primarily a, a very young staff and trying to help them, um, you know, get an understanding of the direction where they want to go and help them with opportunities that will come in the future. And then, of course, I think the final reason was just, just the, you know, the challenge of helping a startup league. Um, I have a great deal of respect for Daryl and, and, you know, because of my experience, which is somewhat rounded off considering I relocated two franchises and played in, you know, numerous cities and stadiums. And then I was a member of the NFL competition committee for so long. I just felt like, you know, I could help them avoid problems that, that, that tend to come up around the corner, if you will, you know, as you put, uh, you know, put an endeavor like this together. Part of the USFL's design is to test out some rule changes for the NFL. And I could spend the rest of the show going through all of them, Coach. But, I mean, there are extra point variations. Uh, the kickoffs are different. Um, are any of them that you like, that you see going on to the NFL? And if you can, can you say there's some you just flat out don't like? Well, yeah, I'm happy to talk about them. Uh, you know, I was on the, the competition, competition committee for a long, long time and, you know, came to realize really early in my career with the committee that, you know, even the, the smallest, the slightest of change with respect to rules will have an un unintended consequence to it. And, I mean, you, we all saw that, was it three years ago, when the NFL decided to make pass interference uh, reviewable. And what a nightmare that was and how it only lasted a year. It was just that with those things, it was, in my mind, it was a knee-jerk reaction to, you know, a missed call in the playoffs. And, and so, um, with that being said, there's good there's good rules. I mean, the first and most obvious is the play clock. Things are going quickly. It's 35 seconds. And then, of course, we haven't seen overtime yet. Uh, hopefully, we'll get an overtime game because I think that's going to be an exciting rule change that I think most people are unfamiliar with. And that's just a two-point play fest. You know, you alternate two-point play until, until there's a winner. It's like a hockey shootout, if you will. So, that um, hopefully we'll be able to take a look at that. There's been um, you know different changes with respect to you know the kickoff and obviously kickoff return punt game. The punt game is uh, I think one of those rules you alluded to earlier from the standpoint of maybe the league had something behind it. You know we don't know, but I'm sure that they're looking at it. And it's it seems like a simple change, but. You know, those of the listeners that understand the punt, you know, the punt formations and things, you know, when uh, in the NFL, your outside cover guys, we call them the gunners, and they can line up as wide as they want, and they get down and put pressure on the returner. Well, they've reduced those splits, and they brought them, 
you know, to the numbers. And so it makes a, anytime you have a reduced split, you have a compressed play. When you have a compressed play, you got a lot of traffic. And so it's created some different opportunities. Uh, I think it's going to have an impact on the, you know, on the, uh, it is having an impact on the punting, the punt pressure, because pressure is easy to disguise. And so we've had a, a lot of punts blocked in the first half of the season. And then, you know, the kickoff and kickoff return. So a lot of interesting rules. And, um, you know, we haven't really got into the scoring options uh, and the, uh, the intentional onside kick option, which is anytime we score, you know, Say, for example, we score, I can wave my hand and say, I'm going to put the ball on the 33-yard line, 4th and 12, and try to keep it and not kick it off. That hasn't happened yet. And, um, you know, that'll happen, you know, towards the end of games or if teams are beginning to get blown out. But uh, a lot of cool rule changes, and I think I think some of them are going to survive. Visiting with the uh, Michigan Panthers head coach, Jeff Fisher, and, uh, you know, some of the other things that we've seen in this league and, it's different, and the biggest is that all teams playing in the same city, practicing in the same city, being around each other. Talk about that. I mean, do you want to see it go that way again, or would you like to be in Michigan with your team, with your fans, or do you like that it is well, all centralized yeah, right now for good, the beginning? It's a, yeah, it's a good question. I think strategically, uh, I think it's the right way to go about it. Um, the you know, Fox and the league, they have a plan, and, um, you know, to, to cut costs and to get things up and running and to draw attention and, you know, and exposure, it makes sense. I can't speak for what their intentions are in the years to come. One could only assume that they will send teams out and about, um, and that would be exciting. There are challenges to having everybody uh, under one roof, uh, you know, and then, and, I mean, that's exactly what I'm doing now. I mean, I'm looking at a positive practice facility, you know, we have the way it's set up. You have two teams that are sharing a practice facility. And so you have an AM and a PM team. And so the PM teams are under a little pressure right now because, you know, we, you know, we're having a hard time with the heat. And so, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's trade-offs. Scheduling is, is not an easy, necessarily an easy thing to do, but everybody's working together. And, you know, it, it is kind of, you know, even though you say, yeah, we're all under one roof, I haven't seen Larry Fedora in a month. And, you know, it's just like we're in the same hotel meeting in the same, basically the same spaces, but, you know, their schedule is different than ours. And so, you know, during training camp, I was different. You know, everybody was there and, you know, there were, there were more players and, uh, you know, because the players have moved out of the hotel complex now, but uh, it's working good. Um, you know, the, the scheduling, the games are, are unique in that, you know, I've had I've been the one that's been blessed with the last three Friday night games, and you know when you play Saturday or Sunday, it makes it for a short week. And we had one that kicked off at 9:30 p.m. And so, you know, I think I had six quarters, six to eight quarters over a week's period of time that were played after 10 p.m. And so, you know, that's an an adjustment. And so, you know, first and foremost, the, the you know the players, the players' welfare and you know, and, and hydration and meals and rest. And, you know, so you got to take all those things into consideration and adjust because you don't really have, you know, you know, y'all can imagine if it was just one team at one facility sharing one medical staff and uh, same trainers and one equipment. And, you know, the, the way that everybody's used to, well, it's not, we're all sharing everybody. 
and so we have to kind of uh, be, be very, very flexible with respect to our schedule. Coach, switching gears a little bit, uh, one of the most famous plays in Super Bowl history is known as the tackle. And that's the end of the 1999 season. You led the Tennessee Titans to the Super Bowl against the Rams. Uh, can you just take us through that play? Steve McNair hits Kevin Dyson and just ends up getting tackled with no time remaining, just one yard short of uh, what potentially would have tied uh, the game at 23. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, um, uh, there's always um, a lot of information that leads up to a play. Uh, it leads up to, in this case, it's the last play of the game. But, uh, you know, we thought we had the right play called. Um, you know, the coaches will dissect the play over and over and over again and, and, and look at it. And, you know, if, um, you know, if Kevin pushes up a, a, another big step or two steps, another yard and a half, maybe Mike Jones turns his hip. If he turns his hips, Kevin comes underneath, and you know he probably walks in. Or if Steve sees Eddie because they dropped Eddie on the back side of the formation, and that wasn't you know the the primary side. So, but uh, yeah, it was um, it was uh, you know caught us got us close, but didn't get us close enough. And you know you you know you congratulate you know Mike and that and and that defense for for finding a way to. To, to win the game, it was a you know, it was a great game. It was um, by the way, it was the last time uh, the Super Bowl was played one week after the championship game. So it was a blur. It was a quick week. Just happened fast, and before we knew it, we were we were playing and and poor weather conditions in Atlanta. But it was a great memory, and uh, you know it, it'll go down. And as you alluded to, you know NFL history is one of the most exciting endings in addition to our, the, the Titans franchise history. Do you miss Nashville? Uh, do I miss Nashville? Um, you know, Nashville from uh, door to door, I can do it uh, within the speed limit or thereabouts, about two hours and 20 minutes. And um, mm-hmm. so I've gone back several times just for family for family reasons. I am um, became a grandpa again about, uh, I'm dating you guys now, I feel like I'm getting old, but I had my fourth grandchild grandchild uh, about a month ago and i have one pending here i'm i'm on call so uh if for some (laughs) reason you don't see me on on the sidelines saturday night you'll know what's up so i did i have permission to coach the game but nothing else but uh i got one (laughs) i love nashville i love this whole area i don't know if you guys knew this but i you know i spent a lot of time made a lot of trips down here because um Mm-hmm. All three of my kids, uh, my son and my daughter, both attended Auburn, and my oldest son mm-hmm. was on the coaching staff there two years ago. So uh, familiar with Birmingham and area, it's close. I just just love this part of the country. Well, it's been great to have you, and uh, good luck coming up this week. You got, you got USFL Birmingham uh, Stallions, and what time's that game at coming up? Six thirty Saturday. Six thirty Saturday night. And, uh, man, it's been fun to watch. And I know people watching it all over the world and uh, the fans coming out to support that as well. Uh, good luck this weekend, and we really appreciate your time. Okay, guys. Take care. I look forward to talking to you again. Thank, all right, thank, thank you. Thank you. All right, Coach Jeff Fish is with the uh, Michigan Panthers. they got the Stallions coming up 630 on Saturday night, Protective Stadium. And hopefully a lot of you can get down there. It'll be a great matchup. All right, we'll return. And uh, the big story today... Man, where's the elephant in the room? Because it is large and it is literally here.
well, figuratively, I guess, but. Whoa. Let's dig into it, guys. Something yeah. else happened we, since we, we got on the air? I mean, we, somebody we, else this responded. Is, uh, there might have been some more responses. We'll see. Good you know, this great. is normally the slowest sports time of the year. Mm-hmm. But this morning, the press conference in College Station has absolutely lit up social media. Lit up social media. And everybody's already circling the date of when Texas A&M comes to Tuscaloosa this fall. All right. Uh, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban is what we're talking about. We'll play some of the commentary and uh, some of Jimbo Fisher's uh, actual press conference. What he had to say. What he called Coach Saban. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. We'll get into it. Coming up on the other side. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow 
Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. And you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team. Made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. Right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. So it's, uh, it's tough, and people blame the NCAA. But in defense of the NCAA, we are where we are right, because of the litigation that the NCAA gets, like the transfer portal. Every time somebody wanted to transfer, they'd apply for a waiver. Right, if you didn't give them, if the NCAA didn't give them a waiver so they could be immediately eligible, they filed suit. So the NCAA would back off and give them a waiver. So they just said, we're just going to make a rule where everybody can transfer. That's how that happened. So if the NCAA doesn't get some protection from litigation, whether we got to get an antitrust or whatever it is, from a federal government standpoint, this is not going to change because they cannot enforce their rules, just like Nate said. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. I mean, these guys at Miami that are going to play basketball there for $400,000, it's in the newspaper. The guy tells you how he's doing it. So, um, but the NCAA can't enforce their rules because it's not against the law. And that's an issue. That's a problem. And, and unless... We get something that protects them from litigation. I don't know what we're going to do about it. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. And more importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. And they broke state laws. They're, they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this. All right, welcome back in. And you heard the comments from Nick Saban and also from Jimbo Fisher, um, and you know, Coach Saban, um, and we were talking about this in the break, did not really 
in a sense, say that he's buying, like he did say buying players, but he meant through the NIL, through the way the legislators have set it up in each state. So really, it's all about legislators. It's all about how your state defines how you can pay your amateur athletes. Uh, should there be a federal law? Should there be something governing this? He's saying that would help the NCAA be able to uh, navigate this and, and, and be able to police it. But at the same time, um, there are some good things about the NIL. One thing that I thought that would never happen is that you would ever have a university tied to the kid. The kid would be the brand. You couldn't have the logo. You couldn't be at the stadium. You couldn't be uh, even any your highlights. You couldn't really have the same uniform on. That's that's kind of how I read the very beginning of NIL was that it's going to have to be you on your own, doing your own camps, doing your own stuff. Yes, you play for the university, but you have your own name, image, and likeness. That's how you make the money. And then these guys got smart and said, look, the NCAA has no power now. These, these are now independent contracts that they can get through the legislation of the states if the states allow for these collectives. So the collectives came about. We saw Texas. It was reported 50 grand for office and alignment. It was reported that Texas A&M was paying a amount of money. The, the money, million dollars that we talked about, Jackson State for a Division One player, that was talked about, written about, reported on. Uh, now, I mean, I even talked to a guy at Virginia Tech that, that it, he's a board of regents. They, they're doing a collective. They're, every kid's going to make a lot of money. Alabama's talking about collectives. So everybody's trying to adjust to it. I think all Nick Saban is saying is, look, we got to figure out a way to where there's some kind of guardrails. If not, this is going to become what we all know already has become through the portal and NIL Lars, the wild, wild west. And it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle once it's out there without there being the guardrails or the legislation around it. All right, there's a lot to dig into here. Uh, number one, Nick Saban never accused Jimbo Fisher of cheating. He never accused him of breaking any rules. Now, was it implied? Was there an insinuation? That is certainly how Jimbo Fisher interpreted it. And But then Jimbo ramped it up by calling him a narcissist and, and, and just name-calling, like grade school garbage, right? And, by the way, real uh, quick, I want to interrupt. Yeah. What kind of person calls a news conference to call attention to themselves? And then a call narcissist. somebody else a narcissist. Yes, exactly. A narcissist. It's called projection. But Jay, you have such a great perspective on this because you know Jimbo very well. You've known him for, what, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I, we want to get into that on the other side. But um, I, I think what Nick Saban's purpose in making the comments that he did last night is he's going scorched earth policy on NIL. He wants change. He doesn't like how it's going. I mean, even though it's benefiting Alabama to a large degree, he just does not like the way things are moving in in the college football landscape, Matt. If he'd have done the same thing Texas A&M did, do you think he'd have had the number one recruiting class? Think about it. There's no doubt. Think about it. Yeah. And also, <laughs> is he also sending a message to businesses in Alabama? Guess saying, who he spoke to? You guys need to be stepping up your game. Yeah. Because no. look at what A&M is doing, and they had the number one class in the country. We have to match what A&M is doing. And what forum did he pick in order to right. release Who was he talking to, Matt? Who was he? 100, 200 of Birmingham's most influential businessmen. All right. So we'll continue. So and calculated. Uh, much, yeah, most definitely. On the other side, we'll get into more of this, more comments from Saban and Jimbo Fisher. And stay tuned. It's going to get good. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide.
the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Just like summertime this afternoon, the sky mostly sunny, the high 96. Tonight fair with a low at 71. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 95. Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms, the high at 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 85 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Our players when this whole thing started to get agents, get representation, um, and so you create opportunities for yourself. And our players last year created $3 million worth of opportunity for themselves by doing it the right way. And I have no problem with that, and nobody had a problem on our team with that because the guys that got the money earned it. Now, there were only 25 guys on our team that had the opportunity to earn money. And the operations, the way things were done the other way, when the parity was there, like we said, never has been parity. Certain people never followed the rules anyway. No, I didn't say that. It's my statement. A little jab there, I think. Uh, no, no, I didn't say that. I didn't mean it like that. What did what he, he mean? mean? Yeah, what did he mean? All right, uh, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban uh, made some comments. Jimbo Fisher did not like Deion Sanders, actually did not like as well, and uh, come back at it. And we were talking earlier that Coach Saban, really, if you look at it from a guy that's been around it for a long time, recruited the way that he has recruited, uh, the things he's done. I mean, there's been so many rules put in place because he's always pushed the envelope, whether it be the bump rule, other rules that, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget, I've told Lars the story over and over again. When Dabba was at Alabama, he said, man, there's this guy at LSU now called Nick Saban, and he is recruiting Alabama like better than we are. And we're scared to death because he's out there in May, June, July. We're all going on vacations, and we're trying to get it to where we can't recruit during that period of time. Give us some time off and some different rules about how you can contact players. We need dead periods, all this type of stuff. And Coach Saban is just that kind of worker. That's how he loves to recruit. He loves the grind, and a lot of the coaches had to adjust to that. And and here's the th- Jimbo Fisher is a prodigy of Nick Saban. So everything that he's doing or saying or whatever else, I mean, he, he's, he was under him at LSU, under him at, with the Dolphins, then went on to become FSU's coach in waiting, then had a great job at FSU. Things didn't work out. A lot of personal issues there that got him wanting to leave to go to A&M. He's, he's landed in a perfect spot. A&M's got the money. He's got the resources it's got everything you need to win, and um, and I, I think in those moments, Jimbo, he can get heated. I've known him for thirty years. He's he's got a little bit of a temper. He's a competitor, um, but I think in those moments, you sit back and go, okay, let me evaluate it. Let me think about it, and and maybe come out and say, you know what, Coach Saban is saying some good things. We, you know, I, he knows we didn't buy our players. We used the NIL. We used it as efficiently as we could possibly. Um, and, and he's right. We need to fix some of these issues. But instead, he got really offended, and it, it just it hit him the wrong way. And, and that's where, to me, I mean, Matt, maybe I'm crazy. The PR guys go, yeah, no. The SID, he needed a cool-down period. Exactly. If you want to hold a press conference, hold it 
tomorrow. But what, what, what Saban is essentially saying is that coaches such as Jimbo Fisher, and he didn't say this directly about Jimbo, but he's saying this in general, that they know how much money is available in their school's collective. And the school's collective is a, a group of program supporters that pool their resources to offer deals to athletes. And so once the coach knows how much is in there, the coach can promise every player a certain amount of money. You know, he is implying that that's what Jimbo did, and he's also saying that is not what Alabama did. Yeah. Like, Jimbo, Alabama said, Jimbo, hey, if you come here, opportunities will avail themselves to you. Yes. But Jimbo promised certain dollar figures. Which that you're is not the supposed to do, but that's the, right? That's the implication. Well, you, well <laughs> no. So it's up to your legislators. And, and what he did was not illegal. And, and Alabama's looking at the collective. They're building a collective. We've already talked about that. What they're trying to accomplish and stuff. So there, there's a lot there that's um, that needs to be cleared up. All right, we got to get to uh, next hour right here on the Jay Barker Show live from AVX and uh, more to come on that. We'll tell you more about the collectives, what's happening at all the different schools. And it really is amazing. It could be a great thing for the players, a great thing for lower-tier players uh, and even uh, sports, like women's sports as well. What's right, Athlac thinking right now? Exactly. <laughs> Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 
1-800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, as we continue, we had early on Charles Barkley out the uh, gate. Uh, Jeff Fisher, Coach Jeff Fisher, Michigan Panthers, talking USFL. We've been talking a lot of Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. More audio to come from that and uh, more commentary as well. Tony Curry going to join us in hour number two as well. Tone the Bone and the Tony Curry Radio Network. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Got the Top Golf today. I think we got tonight around 7 o'clock with a buddy of mine, his family, and uh, spend some time out there. With them, have fun, and uh, you'll love it. Top Golf of Birmingham with us before or after those USFL games. Tailgating uh, before or after, or maybe it's parties, charity events that go on. I was actually out there the other day, and a guy asked for a Geese Island. Have is you ever a had beer? a Geese Island? It is a beer. Oh. Actually, I'm, I mean, Goose Island. Goose Island. Goose Island, yeah. Geese is a six-pack. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Goose Island. And it came from Cadbury. From, Cadbury the egg? Yes. So I was like, what in the world is a Goose Island beer? Or Geese Island, if you want a six-pack, as you said. So here it is. Uh, a, a Cadbury's cream eggs. It was their 50th anniversary oatmeal uh, stout. A stout developed in Scotland in the 1920s. Uh, 20% to 30% added oatmeal gives this uh, dark beer a rounded texture, a softer finish, and originally marketed as a healthy, nourishing beer. Hmm. So the the I'm uh, okay, let's go tonight. With <laughs> Lars, you and I can just try it out. Yeah. We can y'all can't get y'all can't get first. the goose beer. You got to get the geese beer. With the geese island, guys. Yeah. Before we dive back into this Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher, a quick question for you. This and morning, real quick. Yeah, we're also driven by Sunny King Ford. Start talking about rock and roll. Tony Russell. Yeah, did you really? Yeah, it's so good. Tony Russell, all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Talk about rock and roll sushi. One of our great sponsors as well. Oh, I just I was on my way home from a little league game from my my son, my grandson, and I picked up the phone. I called Karen. I said, "What do you want?" So yeah, went by there, picked it up. April. They, they do already need know help. What you, they do need they help. Do need yeah, they help. do. Yeah. And so, please contact them. Get on the website and go. But the, now, Lars, okay, we teed you up this morning. Uh, my girls, twin girls, Autumn and Farah, five years old. They graduated from preschool, and they had the cap and gown. Congratulations! And uh, I gotta say, Dad puddled up a little bit. Do you guys remember when your kids graduated from preschool? <laughs> and like, does it just? I, I just. I don't know. It was a marker. It's like a marker moment sure. in in your kid's life, yeah. and it's uh, it's like they're not babies anymore. Right. Yeah. I didn't puddle up, but I did, was very emo- like it was emotional, and it was like a very um, key moment in their life. A landmark, as you talked about, you know, one of those moments where now they're headed off into school, and they're they're going to go into first grade, right? Is that kindergarten. Right? Oh, kindergarten next year. Yeah, so they're preschool. That's right. But it's, it's any any anytime anytime you you know put the cap and gown on or you're graduating and accomplishments have happened, that next stage of life for a father, mother, grandparent. I mean that that is awesome to watch. I that just child do. Could that. not yeah. believe how cute they looked and they uh, were so uh, proud bet. and just. Uh, 
because uh, last name Anderson, they were the first ones to walk out. Oh, so and you can leave so, right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, the, the, the what whole, a convenience. It, yeah, it, it's going to be that way whole life. Well, you got yeah. Barker, I got Colter. It's not yeah. like I hung around for a long time. Right. Um, but uh, you, you need to send uh, Josh some pictures. I will. We want to put that up. I'll do it right now. In light of all this, as long we're going to get to the save and, and Jimbo Fisher thing in a minute. I just want to throw this up there. Uh, Rory McIlroy is leading the PGA at Southern Hills. Uh, he is five under through 15. Uh, Zalat- Will Zalatoris is second. There's a host of them at three under. Zalatoris, Kuchar, Cameron Smith. God, what a player. Um, and Abram, answer. Uh, Tiger is plus two. He's also in the same group with McElroy and, and Jordan Spieth. And I don't say anything on Spieth yet. But okay. Now let's get back to that roll tide elephant in the room. So something that we, we kind of passed over that Nick Saban said that I thought was very interesting in any other year in our lives, we would have gone, what? He said 25 of our players made $3 million last year in their marketing efforts, whatever. I mean, players made $3 million at a university. And and again, it, it may not even compare to some of the other universities, but still – even if it was a hundred grand or ten grand, this, these are numbers we never even thought we would talk about, and and I'm telling you, this year will be even bigger. It is that number will double, triple, maybe quadruple, based on just everything I'm hearing from the NIL people. Everybody's more in line. It happens so quickly. Last year, you got a Bryce Young that's with the Heisman Trophy winner, made about 1.3, 1.5. He'll make three or four million this year just off of whatever he does. He can do the Heisman House now with Nissan. No telling what he'll get paid for that. Because he's, they don't have to worry about the underclassmen rules. Uh, so you'll see him on those commercials. Um, who have other deals worked out? But I mean, did that, I mean, did that not just kind of just strike? Like I think it went past us. And then I look back on it, and I, and I kept reading that that because we have our clips of what is said. I'm like, players made three million dollars last year. I mean, how? I mean, that's really a great thing for them. But is this a great thing for college football? Do y'all know who though? I mean, I, if if the majority's Bryce. No, I mean no. Yeah. And I, who who's giving them? I mean, who are they sponsoring? Uh, are, is it tweet? Is it Twitter? Uh, is, are they getting there? Uh, um, Some, is yeah. it Milo's Tea? I'd like to know who they're representing. And I think a lot of Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee fans yeah. would too, so they could support that yeah. group because yeah. they're supporting their university. Yeah. But it, and I'm probably taking a right when we should be going yeah. straight. But is, is that not made public? Well, and, and, and I love Milo's tea, and I'm going to say something, and, and it may be a little controversial, but I, I don't care right now. Um, and and I, I do. I, I love – I buy their tea all the time. They went with two different players, right? One was Alabama, one was at Auburn. Both yep. players did not bring the ROI, return on investment, they thought. One got injured, one transferred away, is in Oregon now. Uh, called them about my daughter, said, hey, we've had Milo's in our refrigerator since the time she was born. She's Milo's probably three times a week. Um, which is not a part of Milo's tea, but she drinks Milo's tea. The response came back that we're not dealing with any more uh, NIL stuff right now. And, I, and it was disappointing because the Milo's tea company is, their whole thing is women power. Their whole thing is women for women type deal. And, and I'm getting on my soapbox, but if you preach that, but yet then are not going to say, okay, we're going to support this as well, that was very disappointing as not only a player, but also a fan of Milo's tea or, or a daughter that was willing to do that, you know, cause she's done pie pies and she's done, uh, she did Milo's, I think the hamburger place, uh, some other, she's done some other, she's got a couple other things lined up to do for NIL, but,
But I thought this was the perfect, I mean, this is the girl from, you know, Birmingham, Alabama, Gatorade Player of the Year, uh, you know, All-State, gone to Georgia, all-freshman team that you could have, you know, tied to and didn't have to give her the numbers they gave them, but just could have said, hey, we want to support that. And, and maybe they will at some point in time, and maybe it was just an, you know, a return on investment that they saw. But in my mind, it's like, your whole st- go read their whole story. The whole story is woman-owned, woman this, woman that, woman that. And th- there's not one woman that they supported in NIL this year. Hmm. Okay, maybe they just got burned, and they're <laughs> well, just they not did. doing anybody. You know? Yeah, but don't, get, get, um, don't go more for the, what you stand for than, I, I, I would say, more than even the other, I don't, I don't know. But you and I, you can you can do keep, this right, and I'll keep buying. for your daughter I can. for an NIL. You can be kind of like her. If, I can if I'm agent. That's right, and I'll. And and, I'll but I, that's the way it's supposed to be set up. And I'll keep buying Milo's tea because I absolutely love it. And I'll keep buying Milo's hamburgers. I absolutely love it. But that was, I mean, I've been buying Milo's tea for the last since the beginning of Milo's tea. You know, <laughs> and, and Sarah actually's been drinking it since she was born. <laughs> so I was like, this is the perfect story. Yeah. These are not, you know, this is a great, and you're a woman-owned company. Why would you not even, like, go, okay, we'll just give you free Milo's tea or give you whatever. Just do something. But um, that, that that's where NIL is now, and I get it. And, uh, and that, you know, and that's fun. I'm just saying it's a tough decision for these companies whether or not they're going to get the return on their investment based on how a player plays or how they played. So now, like a Bryce Young, now it's based on what? How he performed last year, his Heisman Trophy winning, his – all that stuff. So, okay, off soapbox. Okay, so <laughs> let, let, let's look at Texas A&M's recruiting class for a second. Um, uh, Jimbo Fisher and his staff landed the nation's top-rated linebacker, top-rated defensive lineman, second-ranked wide receiver, and the second-ranked quarterback, uh, who's a Texas kid. And so they end up with the nation's number one class uh, just uh, slightly ahead of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Now, this is uh, Matt's favorite quote-unquote reporter, and I, I, I shouldn't even mention him. You know where I'm going with this. It was first <laughs> put out there in the Twitter sphere by uh, someone who goes by the handle Slice Bread. Oh, Remember yeah. sliced bread? I do. He's some okay, Oklahoma so, fan that got yeah, mad at Texas no, no, A&M. Yeah, or, yeah, but, yeah. So, yeah so, but, but he put out there that, um, that the school's boosters spent upwards of $30 million in NIL deals to get these prospects to uh, come on board. And here's the thing. It hasn't necessarily been rejected, that number. I haven't heard anyone from Texas A&M, a reporter who covers A&M, to say that that is wildly uh, off base. Mm-hmm. I'm nor have I. He may. He. I mean, maybe. I, I, and I hate to even give uh, sliced bread legitimacy, <laughs> but um, you know, it, it's the, the 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 thing is. You need to come it, up with your own like he, sliced bread name. Yeah. <laughs> I got uh, one, but yeah, never mind. Yeah, maybe it's uh, goose beer, geese beer. Never mind. Yeah, I, I'm be silent. Go wa- wandering in the desert. Uh, <laughs> that's where I am now. <laughs> Jay knows exactly what I'm talking about. about yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, and so what Coach Saban is saying is, look. <laughs> And again, I think he was sort of issuing a clarion call to all of college football and to uh, 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 people in in government, legislatures, uh, to say, we got to do something about this. Mm -hmm. 
because it's it's out of control. And if not, well, then he's also saying that, uh, hey, Alabama business leaders, ding ding, time to uh, step up to the plate. And remember when he sort of bragged, and it was bragging. Oh, about Bryce? About Bryce making a million dollars yep. before the season started. Yep. And who was he talking to? Coaches convention. He was, yeah, that was high school coach. And where yeah. was that? Texas. In Texas. Yeah. Oh, he's so calculated. Cal- oh, yeah, and, just... and, and, but Jimbo knows all this, too. But the thing is, it's like but Jimbo, Nick, but... Nick, Nick is playing chess. Jimbo's playing checkers. Right, exactly. Well, you're the second person I've heard to use that analogy today. And, and but, but, but now why did I guess I have him? some respect for it. But why did, and I'm not, I, I, even if he thinks this, why would you call him the N-word? Narcissist. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just want to clarify that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. But I'm just, yeah, but but I mean, even if you think that, don't say that to somebody. Like, to me, that's a very, like, you, you need to go down a lot of psychological. Yeah. Well, and his it, references to God, and we'll play that later. Yeah, that just, was weird. That kind of. Uh, it was like a soldier, it was like a uh, soldier soul. Uh, it was yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And it, it, it makes he should have never gone there. He should have yeah. never clicked the mic on. Right? No, like Laura yeah, said, again, he the, needed to take the SID uh, kindergarten in. timeout. Yeah, somebody what, had to set the mics up what for do you, him. Though, what do you think? Right. Nick, what do you think Nick Saban's response is going to be? Uh, nothing. nothing. Shouldn't be. I would. I would let these crickets eat Texas A and M alive. I would too. Yep, and that's probably what he's going to do. But okay, <laughs> Jay, again, leaning leaning on your uh, long time uh, relationship with Jimbo, are you surprised by the press conference that he held this Not morning? Not surprised because I know that he is an aggressive, gets heated, and if if he gets backed into a corner or feels like that things have been said wrongly against him, he will fight for that. I've known Jimbo longer than I've known Nick, so our coach Saban. Um, and, but I know both of them. I, I don't. I don't think Coach Saban's remarks were really aimed as much at Jimbo as they were at the process and yes. at how things are being done. He didn't see it that way, and I agree with you. He didn't see it that way. So that and that's why he came out, and that's where the SIDs got to go. Nope, we're we're gonna everybody's got to restrain him for the next two or three days, and we're gonna thing then come that, out with a you know come out with a comment or 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 some kind of commentary or whatever uh, about the situation but they didn't do that and and I, that's on there that if i'm a booster at there or if i'm an administrator i would be so mad at the sid saying you should have pulled the mic you should never have let him get in front of the mic for another day or two or three or ever and just settled it and i'm sure sankey's gonna go settle it at this sec meetings let's talk this through cage match Case, that's the question I want to. I, I know who would win that. That's one. the question I want to get into on the other side of that the would break. Be easy. If Mike Slive were still commissioner of the SEC, would this be happening right now? It might. I mean, because everything's so different now, Lars. The portal, NIL. Yeah. I mean, I, I, look, Sankey's amazing. Uh, he, he learned from the best. He, he's really great at what he's done. He's got great TV contracts. So I'm not going to blame that on him. But um, Mike Slive's still the best, no doubt. <laughs> We love him. Sankey's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to come. Stay with us. Go live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Just like summertime this afternoon, the sky mostly sunny, the high 96. Tonight fair with the low at 71. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 95. Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms, the high at 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in and again presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today and all the great folks there at Top Golf take care of you. I'll be out there tonight, I think around seven o'clock and uh maybe dinner with Harrison around six and uh look forward to seeing all the folks there. They're so great and uh it's a great time for the family, coworkers, friends, birthday parties, anniversaries, uh, all types of great events. They do a lot of charitable events too. Uh actually a couple of schools I know here locally actually do their booster club uh meetings out there to get on that that gets all the really? people yeah. Because it gets all the people out there, and then they can raise the money, and they want to play golf and do different functions and stuff. So a lot of fun and a lot of creativity uh, with Top Golf Birmingham, driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Get out to uh, see all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. So this press conference this morning in College Station, I mean, it, it's straight out of WWE. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and, and this, it, it could go down as one of the craziest college football press conferences of all time. And so it, it starts with a reporter. You would normally call this a softball question, but instead it's like the equivalent of handing of handing Jimbo Fisher a, a, a blowtorch and a gallon of gasoline. <laughs> so the question is, Coach, would you like to respond to the comments out of Alabama? And that just teed him up. And Jimbo went on to basically empty the clip, right? And uh, and firing all rounds at the guy he once considered his mentor. Uh, Jimbo worked with uh, Nick uh, for five seasons at LSU, uh, referred to him as a, a, a narcissist and referred to Saban as despicable multiple times. You can't do that. I mean, yeah. and it, it, it's just uh, I, 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 I'm without words, Matt. Well, now I am. I, uh, my thing is when he's going to regret this. There's going to be uh, a comeuppance. When, when you going to be when you call a person a narcissist and despicable. I, yeah, I truly believe, and I and I know Jimbo. I don't think he is, but to me, a lot of times it is projection. You're projecting what you are onto that other person. Now he may be, he may not be. I, my my thing is don't. That's a big word to say. It's like saying sociopath or you're psychotic or whatever. I mean, like, let that let, let the professionals deal with that. But for him to come out publicly and make that statement to me is a really um, not not cool thing. Well, to and, and, yeah. and, and, and Jimbo said. Because no, their, no. their relationship's too deep to do that or to call it's him. It's over despicable. now, according to it, it's Jimbo. Over. He said, we're done. We're yeah. done. 
Yeah, Nick tried calling and him. Said, he said he should but, have been slapped as a child. Nick tried, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. He said Nick should have been slapped. He said when I was a kid, I would have gotten slapped upside of the head. Maybe that's what something should have happened to Nick. I'm paraphrasing again, but yeah. He, and, and Nick grew up in a very tough yeah. environment. Lost his dad at 21, 22. Dad was 46, 47. We have a lot in common there. It's 46. Yep. Yep. Um, grew up working hard, knowing that he had to finish certain things. I mean, like, so don't give me that. You're both from West Virginia. You both grew up in a tough, tough environment. Your dad, his dad coached, your dad, whatever else. Um, I, don't, I don't know as much about Jimbo's past as I knew him as a coach at Sanford and a friend at Sanford. Uh, he worked with my mom was uh, Terry Bowden's secretary. So I've known Jimbo for a number of years. If I see Jimbo, we're very friendly. Uh, same with Coach Saban. I hate this kind of stuff. First of all, just just talk it out or fight it out and get it done. That's what guys do, right? Guys, oh, I love fight it. it this, talk. This stuff's I, juicy. Great. Come this on. is great for me. Talk. <laughs> it is. Come on, guys. Well, okay, let's, mean, let's let's keep let's, it going. Let's okay, keep let's keep that going. Okay, let me but, give you some more rumors. No, <laughs> please. But okay, so, so Coach, Kim Kardashian <laughs> is involved with Jimbo and Nick. <laughs> uh oh. Only on the recruiting side of things. <laughs> that one might make Twitter. It's called nil. So, <laughs> not Nick, in league. It's important <laughs> important to note here that Nick never said that any rules were broken. He never said anything was done illegally, and but Jimbo certainly interpreted that. And uh, which he, thing kind of makes you he feel? He said, and and, and 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 Jimbo said no rules were broken. All right, Nick never said rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. Well, Nick never said anything was right. done wrong. Right. Uh, that uh, state laws were broken. Nick never said state laws were broken. Yeah. I mean, he just took it to a whole nother level. It's like, Lars, where were you at last night? I was not with that woman. Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> well, Jay. No, no. Stop. All, all I'm hard, hard stop on that, all I'm, all I'm saying is that that's, that that's the reaction, right? Yeah. The reaction goes way further than the question. The question or, let's just talk about this. Where were you last night? No, no I was not with her again. I was not with this or whatever. Okay, so... Did did this happen? Wait, wait a minute. You know, like, so people that try to defend themselves that quickly, they look guilty. Yeah, and that's what's so funny about it. So if I'm and I'm saying, look, stop talking. If I'm Alabama, I say, Nick, don't say a word. Let this just live where it is, because it's only going to be more. I think it's only going to damage more of what happened or what Jimbo's response was more than what Nick said. But let's face it. Uh, Alabama doesn't need to guide Nick in any direction. That's he, true. He absolutely he puts up his own sale. He does. And yep. He goes, yep. and um, that's not the case at Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, <clears throat> with all respect to SIDs, usually a coach will do what a coach wants to do. That's true. And you yep. can have the, yep. the yeah. only The only yep. guy I knew that would really stand up to one was David Housel. Mm -hmm. And even Housel would say, Die would say something. Housel would go, wait a minute, wait, let's, let's rethink this. Right. But he it, may, it be, took, he may it, be the only one. I, I, I love yeah. Housel. But that was after 5 That, 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 that was a long after 5 time for Housel <laughs> to build that up. Like, yeah. Housel oh, was yeah. a legend. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and, yeah, but it, it's like Jimbo was announcing that he somehow is breaking up with Nick. Like, they're they're done. I'm not returning his calls. He's a narcissist. He's despicable. And in Here's here's my question, though, for you guys. So, clearly, we are in the Alabama bubble here in Birmingham. And, it, Jay, you, you, you phrase it really well. It's like mm -hmm. we're, we're flying so close to the sun. Mm -hmm. It's like we, we can't have proper perspective. How is this being viewed, say, in uh, uh, Los Angeles? Or well, they don't care. 
<laughs> no, I'm just okay. I, I understand. How, how, is, how is it being is viewed, viewed in, in Ames, Iowa? Or Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Or Lincoln, Nebraska. No, Athens uh, is loving every minute of this. Yeah. Because they're just. Okay, let's get out of the SEC. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, in Columbus, yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Or, so who, who, who's, no, like, no, no. who's the bad guy here? Hold on. Columbus is loving every minute of this. It's New York. It's all the big cities where they're pro sports, not college athletics. They're not worried about winning national championships. They love the fact that there's this kind of inner fighting going on. All right, just came out. Uh, A&M, AD, Ross Bjork. Bjork, yeah. Bjork. Yeah. Tells uh, at, at uh, uh, SI now that Nick Saban's comments violate SEC sportsmanship bylaws, and he's been in contact with Greg Sankey. Uh, Bjork calls the comments a personal attack and suggests Saban is lashing out because he's threatened. This is personal. Well, I we mean, just you just got the AD involved. Up, no, I, I know set Ross. Up the microphones. I, I, Ross was the AD at uh, Ole Miss, and he at the time I believe he was the youngest uh, AD in the SEC conference. So and Greg, I, I really Greg like Burn. Him. Is young Greg Byrne come out and say something? Oh. Wait to the Byrne report. Uh, you know what? I still think cricket. I, I, I wouldn't want to. I agree. I would, I would not want to match intellectual wits with Greg Byrne. I, no, no, you should not. No, no I, but yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly. No, I, I'm just saying. Like now, right now, Ross just widened. He, I mean, he just widened that was the everything. Stupidest here. thing to do. They are all in on. Let this. let this just be between them and let it happen. Let the the. the but uh, again, uh, here, here's the here's the question. That was a dumb move. Matt, 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 now, Matt, here's say hello to the Big Twelve. Matt, here, here's the question. <laughs> to, to college, Welcome to, Texas. To, to, college, to college football Texas fans, is going yes. Uh, yeah, keep going, right, keep call. going. Yes. To college football fans outside of the South, who is who comes off as the the worst in this? Who comes off as the loser? I don't think either one of them in 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 some place like Ames, Iowa. I don't think either one of them comes off as big time winners. Yeah, and, and I think that the rest of the nation is so Bama sick that they welcome anything that might see a chink in the arm. But yet there is profound respect for Alabama all across the nation. Mm-hmm. For Nick, uh, yeah, but there is also a, a there's a hatred. There's a hatred. There's fatigue. definitely fatigue. Yeah. But and, and with fatigue in some people, but, but who, who can't has, differentiate? Has anyone ever accused him of cheating? No, as far as I know. Oh, <laughs> no. Speaking of crickets, <laughs> I mean, I mean, every SEC coach has been accused of cheating in some. So, I, so I can't say that that's not been whatever. Right. I, I think when he was all... at LSU, yes. When he's at Alabama, no. But the thing is, he did not. Nick did not accuse Jimbo of cheating. N- no. He said that may have been kind of indicted. That may have been the implication. Point up, talking about how things need to be changed. We need to do the show in two weeks from Destin. Is that all? (laughs) For those of you that are wondering, that's when the ads and the coaches get together for their Mm -hmm. annual summer meeting. Could be a case study in the use of language. (laughs) Because there's insinuation, implication, nuance. You're you're the writer. I know it's it's good stuff. Yeah. I was waiting on the music to start back. <laughs> Got to hit that extra That's beat. right. Hit it right on the... Uh, th- look, at, look at that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> ah. If you're not watching Bama Insider, you can't see our... All the pictures, videos we're throwing up. Josh, great stuff, as always. All right, we'll continue. Jonathan, our producer down at Tide 100.9 FM. Mason doing a great job first hour as well. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening in, and uh, we'll continue. We'll wrap up hour number two. 30 more minutes to go. Stay with us.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. You want to? Are you aware of what they do? How they go about? Or what they do? How they go about it? No, so not, forth. So you have no knowledge of any of? They have collectives. I know there's a collective here. I don't know who's got what, when's got what. Had no idea last year. That is not. What we do or what we're about. I was going to say, that's by design. you saying, hey, I'm staying out of this. Yeah, I mean, how am I going to? I mean, I have no sponsorships and those things. And that's the truth. Well, you, listen, I'm going to tell you one thing. You can, you can call me anything you want to call me. You ain't calling me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. So I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, the old man slapped you side of the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Whoa. Jimbo, slow down just a bit. It's too All late right. now. Yeah. Can't turn that train around. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher talking about Nick Saban um, and some of the comments that were made. Hey, real quick before we dive back into that, and a really big announcement today. Alabama gymnast, uh, gymnastics coach Dana Duckworth, who we have on WOW, uh, which are Wednesday, or, uh, women on Wednesday. We'll still have her on. Uh, I'd love to have her on to talk about women's sports. And uh, today she said she will step down after 27 years of the program, including the past eight as head coach. Uh, Duckworth led the Crimson Tide to seventh place national finish in her final season. Quote, it has been an absolute honor to compete for, recruit, coach, so many amazing women who have been a part of the Alabama Gymnastics family, Duckworth said in a statement. Now, this decision was not an easy one, as I am forever grateful to our student-athletes, their families, my staff, and fellow coaches. University of Alabama is a special place, and I care deeply about the gymnastics program. But after 27 years of involvement, I've decided to step down and focus on my family for now. Have all the confidence in the world that this team and uh, in this team, and wish nothing but great things for their future. So she competed from 1990 to 1993. We were there in college together, winning individual national championships. She rejoined the program as a volunteer assistant in 1999 under then coach Sarah Patterson, promoted to head coach following Patterson's retirement in 2014, and been a part of the three national championships in 2002, 11, and 12 as an assistant, and two SEC championships, 15 and 21, as a head coach. We appreciate Coach Duckworth's contributions to Alabama Gymnastics, both as a coach and student athlete. Uh, that was from Greg Byrne. He said in a news release, she has had a lot of success over the years as a coach, as a leader in the community, and we wish Dana and her family all the best going forward. We just had her on yesterday, and um, I hate this from Alabama Gymnastics standpoint, too. but if this is good for her and her family and what she needs and wants right now, uh, good for her, and wish her nothing but the best. I'm happy for her, and um, uh, I, I'm sure we'll have her back on to uh, discuss her decision. But, Matt, uh, you, you've known Dana for years. Um, yeah. it, it's always tricky to try to talk legacy in just uh, right when we he- heard the news. But what what do, what will she be uh, remembered as, as the, as the head coach of the women's gymnastics team? She will, team? Uh, good and bad, be remembered as the... Sarah Patterson's follow. 
you know um and it's so hard to replace a legend and right what if sarah win five national championships i believe yeah Mm -hmm. something like that and then she came and and alabama's competitive nationally every flipping year since then yeah didn't win but everybody won sec everybody got better oh and you know who made them better uh, Suzanne Yachlin and Sarah definitely. Patterson. Most definitely. They made this entire league better. That's right. Uh, so it was much more difficult, yep. although I'm not taking anything away from Sarah. You're right. Uh, the level of the water was raised significantly. Most definitely. But she was in school on scholarship gymnast when you were there. We were there together. She, uh, when um, my we last year's so at 13, close. I was covering their gymnast. That's yep. when they first started winning national championships. And um, I'm like Lars. Good luck. Much success. Mm-hmm. Whatever that, whatever Dana decides to do, she'll be successful. She, she indicates here it's a lot about family. Good for her. If yeah. you could do that, do it. But I'll miss her. She'll still be on this show. Yep. Uh, but I'll miss her from a personal standpoint. After we got to know each other when she was a gymnast, and we did TV together mm-hmm. uh, on CSS for a couple of years. And uh, I got to know her. I, I, I'm saddened from that point. But like Lars just said, I'm very, very happy for her. Yeah. What's yeah. your reaction, Jay? Same thing. I mean, just happy for look. I'm, and these are tough decisions to make. You got uh, girls you've recruited in, people that you invested your time, your life into. Uh, she's been around this program for many years since 1990. Um, won championships. She was an amazing gymnast herself. More importantly, an amazing person and just a sweetheart. Just a great friend to so many people. Um, to our buddy Robbie Glenn, Striker Strong, did all that stuff for them. Yeah, um, yeah. wish her nothing but the best. And uh, and she will get the best. And she, what, whatever she does from here on out, she'll be a tremendous, tremendous success. That she always has been. And uh, congratulations on on what she's accomplished. She's yeah. just such an impressive, yeah. not just coach, but a, a person. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know her uh, nearly as well as you guys, but it, it's been uh, so uh, revealing and enlightening to have her on the show because. Uh, She's so eloquent in responding to mm-hmm. questions and and very thoughtful. And yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she's uh, man, she's as good as they get. I wish her well. She was an All American and then an All American, an academic All American out of Maryland. I think that's her home base. But anyway, good luck to Dana. Mm-hmm. All right, let's oh. take a break. We'll come back. We'll finish. Can I say up. something real quick. Go for it. You know, this is a time of year where you kind of struggle in this industry to get good subjects. Mm-hmm. If we could take this show and parse it over a month, we'd have, you know, <laughs> with all the subjects yeah. and the guests we've had, yeah. uh, this would last us what, a couple of weeks easy, Lars. Yeah, not every day we get Charles Barkley on, and uh, he was great to, to lead the show and and then get uh, Jeff Fisher. Super Bowl, court, uh, Super Bowl and, coach. Yeah. And then this thing with Dan, of course, there's... <laughs> Uh, I think, though, we can get a little bit more mileage out of this Jimbo and Nick. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> I think it's going to last for a while. All right, we'll wrap up hour number two coming up next. Stay with us. We're live from AVX Thursday edition. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Just like summertime this afternoon, the sky mostly sunny, the high 96. Tonight fair with a low at 71. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 95. Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms, the high at 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. First of all, great show. Charles Barkley early on, and uh, then Jimbo Fisher talking about the Michigan Panthers. They got the uh, USFL game against yeah. we Birmingham. Go What's that? <laughs> you got to go Jeff. Jeff, yeah. yeah Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Fisher Jeff, Jeff. joining us uh, earlier. And uh, they got USFL game against Birmingham coming up 630 on Saturday night. So great lineup and uh, a lot of great topics today with Jimbo Fisher and uh, Coach Saban, some of the back-and-forth comments between them. And uh, a lot to get into. We got some more coming up uh, here in a second about the Pac-12. The impact, what they're going to do, will it impact other conferences? Will other conferences kind of take their lead on their decision on how they decide who will play in their Pac-12 championship? Before that, PGA update. Roy McIlroy is in the clubhouse there in Tulsa. He shot a 65. Remember now, par is 70 at Southern Hills. So. Wow. He is uh, he's five under. He's in the clubhouse. Will Zalatoris is also in the clubhouse at minus four. Tom Howage is at minus four. He's finishing eighteen, and then there are a list of golfers at minus three, minus one, and even. I know folks want to know about Tiger. I believe he uh, ended up plus four. Mm. So I don't know where the cut is on this, but I think right now, of course, they play tomorrow. Yeah, he could go out there and throw up a sixty-five. But uh, right now, I would say he's borderline when you just based on par seven, yeah. plus four. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it would be a victory for Tiger if he simply can make the cut. Again. Just like at the Masters. Um, so Lane Kiffin sort of uh, is speaking for the rest of the college football world. He, This comes from Tony Barnhart, uh, Mr. College Football, a uh, friend of the show. And uh, Tony said that he was uh, trading text with Lane, and Lane said, quote, I can't believe what I just watched. (laughs) And Tony, who's been covering college football for uh, almost 50 years, said uh, on his Twitter feed that uh, he's never seen a press conference like this. And also how, um, first off, Texas A&M at Alabama, October 8th, just got a little more interesting. (laughs) Wow, 10-8. still can't believe what I saw. That is the... I still uh, shake my head, don't y'all? That is going to be a uh, day of reckoning, <laughs> big time. Wow. There uh, will be more media requests for uh, that game. That you is, can that imagine. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you will not have field access. So, uh, and the, the most e- part. <laughs> SEC spring meetings start May 31 in Destin, and certainly Sankey will sit down, I would guess. With, Where did they stay? With, with, did they stay at the, they all stay the, in the Destin same hotel. Hilton? Yeah. The Destin yeah. Hilton right well, there on the beach? Yeah, it's right, right off the beach. But it's, Have you ever done your show from there? I have. Yeah, we did, we did it twice, two, or two years in a row. But that was back when it was there, there was more access to the coaches. Would you just like set up shop in yeah, the was, lobby? It was, it was and like the SEC media Coaches days. would come by. Yeah. 
But there would only be like maybe four or five. Yeah, but then was, now at SEC yeah. Media Days, you got what, 50 radio stations right. and 50 yeah. TV Actually, stations? Actually, SEC Media Days was better to get more comments from ADs, coaches, and they were just more relaxed because they're at the beach, they're whatever else. But, but yep. this story is going to have long, long legs. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be the topic du jour, right, in Destin, May 31. And then at SEC Media Days, which, there'll be over 1,000 uh, credentialed media in Atlanta, July 18 to 21. And it's going to be the top story yeah. there. And it's just Do like, you want to go? There, there's no... Eh. No? <laughs> if we can get access... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, no, we should go. We, we should, should just go, go to say take, that we have on the road. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no. I I mean, we've talked about it yeah, privately. Okay. Just like Shh. the SEC media days is no longer. <laughs> it's no longer the event it used to be. It's not. All right. So, Pac-12, uh, real quick. Yeah, it's, this, it's, it's a TV event. Right. NCAA Division One and uh, Council announced uh, uh, yesterday, yeah that it will relax restrictions on college football's conference championship games, allowing conferences to determine the teams that would participate in their respective title games. Now, the decision paves the way for conferences to avoid having title matchup games, I love this, determined by division winners as well as possible eliminating divisions altogether. It didn't take long for the Power 5 Conference to change things up. Minutes after the NCAA announced, but the Pac-12 announced that starting 2022, the conference titles game would feature the teams with the two highest winning percentages. Our goal is to place our two best teams in our Pac-12 football championship game, which we believe will provide our conference with the best opportunity to optimize CFP invitations and ultimately win national championships, said Pac-12 Commissioner George Clayton. <laughs> and he's the least. That's why a couple of vowels. Today's... If you did that on, yeah, you I mean you would be spending so much money with his name today. Yes, it's just, you're it's right. A, it's an important step towards the goal in immediately increasing both fan interest and the media value. Our football championship game as well. So the SEC, meanwhile, doesn't plan to make any quick changes. To the, but I, I kind of like this. I like the fact that if the two best teams, even though one won over the other, and one has one loss, one has one loss, but yet the one that won gets to go to the conference championship, then you have two losses. On the other side of this conference, and it's not been playing the best competition. Why not put the two best teams together, like you do in the CFP and everything else, to get the best two teams to get your best chances of winning a national championship for your conference? Do you guys like that, or do you think you like the divisions? I kind of need to let it soak in, and I'm not passing the buck. Yeah. But then again, I am. I need to reread. Did you just it. talk to your SID? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I go back. I, I, I don't want to like you know pick on Missouri or anything, but back in 2013, 2014, when they represented one side of the division and exactly. one side of the conference, and and, yeah, just destroyed by Alabama and, and beat pretty handily by Auburn. Uh, I, I like it, Jay. Yeah. Two best teams. Yeah. Uh, they would could be the, be the, the same way side. to go. But then, how do you weight the schedule, right? Because not everybody's schedule is equal. Yeah. I don't know. I get it. All right, we'll talk more about it tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on the Thursday edition. Thanks to Josh Smith, our producer, Jonathan Mason, all the guys there at Tide 100.9 or 100.9 FM, our flagship station, Tide, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Jay Barker. Thanks for being with us and joining us each and every day. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, this is Wes McLean.